We are the Purposeful Project. We help entrepreneurs for free. Welcome to today's pep talk. We will take just 20 minutes to interview leading experts from around the world who share actionable know-how, insights and life lessons. To hear these incredible insights, follow us on Spotify, Apple Music or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Or you can simply visit thepurposefulproject.com, sign up to our mailing list and get the podcast in your inbox every single week. Welcome everybody to today's pep talk. And today we have Lysander Bickham. Have I got that right, Lysander? Um, yes. Uh, Lysander Bickham, who is the founder of Leo's Box. So Lysander, would you like to introduce yourself and then perhaps tell us a bit about Leo's Box and then we'll get into some questions. Of course. So yeah, I'm Lysander. I, um, I'm the founder of Leo's Box or co-founder these days. Uh, and I started Leo's Box when I was 16. I'm, I'm now 18 and it's been, yeah, it's been one of the highlights of, of my sixth form and stuff to be able to experience running a business while also still at school. Um, yeah, a bit about Leo's Box. So Leo's Box is an eco-friendly members club. Um, we're a sort of Costco for the planet. The idea is you pay £4 a month, get access to our entire range of products, but at members' prices, so that's sort of on average 40% off, but um, up to 70% off retail price. And the idea is that we, we're trying to make it as accessible and easy to live in a sustainable way because the majority of the time people are, are struggling to live sustainably. They know that they want to, they know that they need to, but it's too difficult because it's too expensive. The products aren't necessarily always as good. And that's where we come in. We we sort of sort the problem. We we have hand tested all our products. We've quality quality checked them, and we also make sure that they are comparable to supermarket prices. Generally cheaper. Fantastic. So I mean, I have I have to ask. So you started this when you were sixteen. So um, you must be one of the younger CEOs that this country's got at the moment, hey? Yes. I mean. Yeah, so I, I started it when I was 16, straight after GCSEs in the summer, and I, I said, during a week, I, I, I planned before GCSEs to start it, and then during the summer, I was just, I, one week, built the website, got the branding, and sort of went door-to-door knocking to start selling. So, oh my goodness, so, so, so what was the spark? What, what made you think, oh, there is a real kind of gap which needs to be filled? Um, yeah, of course. So, I mean, I'm a big believer in business being a force for good. I think business is, it plays the largest role in society um, and there's nothing really comparable to it. And I think that there, what I was concerned by was a lack of framework for businesses being a force for good. I saw governments with the global goals had that and that was a real step forward for me. Uh, to learn about but I didn't think businesses had that and I thought that there, there needed to be examples of businesses being a force for good and so I was sort of researching that and I knew that I wanted to start a sustainable business which I wasn't really sure where it was in things like that and then I, I sort of had this spark moment where I, I met the the founder of Freddie's Flowers, right. Freddie Garland, um, who basically was his business is about selling flowers on a subscription and I thought wait a minute why what that's such an amazing idea that democratizes flowers why isn't it that there's this solution to democratize sustainability and so I sort of thought that's the that's the way to go for us 
that I mean, it's it's extraordinary to kind of have that that insight and I guess that focus, and then to sort of solidify it down to an idea. So, do you, do you? I mean, it sounds like you you basically you just got started as well. So you know, I, I imagine if you're kind of doing a subscription service, you probably had to talk to suppliers. You had to think about kind of as you say the website, the branding. You, you, you know what 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 kind of came first in terms of that um that that kind of journey yeah so i guess one thing that i always i think makes us a bit different to others is when we were talking to suppliers so i basically sent lots of cold emails to people going hi this is me on i haven't got a website i haven't got branding i haven't got anything please can you just let me know how much it would cost to order sort of 50 of your products one thing that i think makes us a bit different to others is that I use all the products myself. Right. I knew that that it was really important for me to feel like if I was asking people to put their trust and their money into a business that I was setting up, I wanted to make sure the products were really good. We haven't always got that right. Got to put my hand in the air and say sometimes that's not been perfect. But I definitely feel like these days, especially, all our products are a top top of the top of the range. Really, we've got some really fantastic brands and. I think one of the things as well that matters to me is our suppliers. We've had, we've got 12 suppliers in total, of which we've had 10 of them since since we launched on the first day. So we've stuck with, with our suppliers for as long as we possibly can because they are what makes us Leo's box, really. They are the family and we, we can't survive without them. And hopefully as well, they they know that we're going to put our best best foot forward with supporting them and things because the products really are are the heart of Leo's box and I, I, I can say sort of with, with absolute certainty that they are the best thing around. So I mean and, and I think it's really like I, I love the idea that in a way what you've done is the hard work um, of uh, really checking out brands looking at their uh, credentials from a um, environmental sustainability point of view, and then offering those up. So, you know, I guess one of the things that I, you know, I, I think is quite difficult for the average consumer is to kind of make sense of all the messages out there, make sense of all the products, in terms of whether they're sustainable or environmentally friendly. And I, I think taking that away or helping people with that seems like a, a, a really brilliant idea. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, there are so many different things that are just impossible to understand. People, what does net zero mean? What does sort of, what does plastic neutral mean? What does water neutral? All of these things, once you start adding it up, it's just, there's a mind boggle. But I mean, I think that we try and make sure that there are, there's a sort of standard so that we can say sort of our manifesto is that we we have five goals that the product will try and do because you can't have a product that's zero waste and is circular economy so sometimes you've got to make a choice on which which to go for and so I feel like our manifesto that we've we've got that sort of guides the products that we're picking really helps ensure that we we've got the driven aspect to keep 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 clear in our minds what the purpose of the products are that i mean again that's that's great advice i guess for anyone starting a business is to have 
a kind of set of core principles which drive what you're doing because sometimes you will have to make difficult choices and um you know if you've got a framework in place i i, I think that really helps in terms of making those decisions so w- would you mind just sort of um telling me a few few things on the manifesto i'm kind of interested interested to know so yeah so i mean one of the one of the main things that we've got in our manifesto is is the the ambition of going into the greatest detail possible so we ensure that the product life cycle for instance is is one of the things we consider a lot is it is it compostable packaging is it glass packaging or is it plastic and if it's plastic how easily can it be recycled is it recyclable recycled already um we also use the framework from b corp quite a lot um to ensure that the brands that uh, are giving back so something that matters a lot is community involvement and ensuring that sort of they're not a business that doesn't understand or doesn't give back to local communities and local charities. But we also ensure that something that matters to me a lot is that people care about the people that they work with and things because something that often is mentioned in sustainability is about plastic free and sort of low carbon, which we mention and we care a lot about in our manifesto, but we also know that we're we're all people at the end of the day and sustainability encompasses the social side as well but just doesn't nearly doesn't get enough coverage sometimes and so we want to ensure that there's there's lots and lots of progress made in the workplace so you have a sort of mental health policy to look after people you you ensure that there's transparency about if if the business is going well or not and have open and honest discussions about that because if you collaborate with in our case with our suppliers um then we're all able to find solutions because for instance one of our brands upcircle has got a supply chain issue at the moment uh with their moisturizer and the fact that the packaging isn't glass frosted and so they reached out to us to sort of see what we could do and we had some spare and so we sent 50 of them back to them to help and obviously they've given us uh they were really appreciative and so they've They've ensured that we've got the better margin in the future. And that helps us both because they were in a solution. We've we've helped them for a bit. And then we can get in the future, sort of get a, a better solution for us as well. That's a, that's a tremendous story, to be honest with you. I, I mean, again, I think that we're, we're, businesses are all part of this sort of longer supply chain. So as you say, thinking about the kind of social side of that supply chain is critical. I mean, having open communications, as you've just given in terms of an example, does does work incredibly well, doesn't it, in terms of making sure that there's sort of win-wins. Um, so um, one thing, you, you mentioned B Corp as well. Now, that that is a topic that I really wanted to kind of delve into because I think you're the youngest B Corp CEO in the world. Now, I happen to know that becoming a B Corp is a quite a tricky thing. Um, so would you mind explaining to people what a B Corp is and then, you know, perhaps tell us about the story of you becoming a B Corp? Yeah, of course. So, so B Corp is this framework to ensure that businesses balance both profit and the planet. So the idea is that you're not unlike others, just striving for, for the, the most most possible profit you can achieve and instead having 
a bit of a John Lewis mindset that everyone matters and your employees, your suppliers, things like that aren't getting ripped off. We're all part of this sort of sharing community. Um, and so, yeah, B Corp is, is a certification to ensure that you balance both the social side and the environmental side of your business. And you have to go through this very, very tough assessment process um, and you you need to reach the score of 80 or higher to be certified. And it goes from sort of bold questions like, do you have an employee handbook and how have you got sort of support for mental health and things to the finest possible detail on how much water usage do you have per product, how much sort of electricity are you using every day and sort of is the electricity sustainable but also low impact. So for instance, lots of lots of environmental or lots of renewable energy firms use sort of hydroelectric power sometimes. But obviously that does a lot of damage to the environment around it. So isn't low impact compared to sort of wind power only. So they go into that detail to make sure that you're using a supplier that is renewable, but also is is very low impact and that for me was a real sort of sign because it's not a joke at all you there are so many certifications out there where as long as you have the money to pay for it you can get it quite easily but this this goes into the absolute detail possible to ensure that you you're not greenwashing you really are this sustainable business it it's a real i mean what <laughs> I guess once you've got the certification, you then need to keep up with the certification. But, you know, I guess brands, other brands that are certified would include uh, companies such as Patagonia, wouldn't they, I think? And, um, yeah, you know, so there's there's a there's there's a lot of um, larger brands which have sort of sought to become B Corps um, as part of their their policy but i i go back to you're you're the youngest ceo of a b corp business so that's that's pretty impressive thank you very much yeah i mean i'm yeah i'm very proud the ego goes through the roof anytime <laughs> anyone says that but um i know i i really care about b corp it's it's the thing that really matters to me a lot because as i said the the importance for me was about making sure businesses had a framework to do good and I really believe, hand on heart, that B Corp is that framework. It's not perfect. And in fact, we, we were welcomed recently. All B Corps in, around the world have contributed to the review of the impact assessment so that so there are difficult questions that are being asked of us and of B Corp so that everyone can improve. Um, I mean, there are definitely some B Corps out there that, you kind of question how they got it, but then you also look at the score and you know that they, they've worked their socks off to get it. Um, and it's, it's one of those things. I'm not going to, not going to tear down Brewdog, obviously they don't go into them, not naming names, but they, <laughs> they are most definitely an example of a, of a B Corp brand that cares a lot about the environment and has got a really positive score. There. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, so, so the B Corp uh, standard is a global standard, isn't it? So it's not just a UK standard. Yeah. There's companies all around the world which have gone through the certification. And I think, 
you know, I, your point about frameworks is is really important. And, you know, one of the things that I wonder for small businesses and startups at the moment, as, you know, we, we think about kind of net zero and there's lots of policy coming out in this country around, you, you, you know, the impacts of climate change and how we might all kind of work work to sort of, I guess, do our bits, is not everybody's going to be able to become a B Corp because it's it takes it's quite intensive, isn't it, to go through that process. And um, uh, but you know, there are there other frameworks out there which you know about which people could use if they want to be kind of mindful about um, being a sustainable business. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, so for us, B Corp took twelve months. To be certified, um, and can I just so that, and I presume that's like not just you spend your time over those twelve months filling in spreadsheets. There's a bit of back and forth. You know, it's quite an intensive process, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So for every single question, you have to provide evidence for your to to gain the scores. So, for instance, we use a female-led banking sort of service. But and obviously we have to then provide evidence that we do have the account with them rather than with someone that isn't to get the points, uh, because obviously banking is it is a very valuable way to de- to deliver change because it's it's where the money is really. So if you th- if you apply a large scale to sustainability, banking is is one of the easiest ways to make sizable change. I mean there are lots of certifications out there and some some certifications are are better than others but i definitely think there are there's always a solution for whatever size of business you are so for instance one of the ones that i'm always very passionate about is one percent for the planet uh and the idea is which patagonia all sort of co-founded because it's it they basically apply a tax to your profits out of one percent so that you're ensuring you're always giving to a, a, a sustainable charity. And I think that's a, a real example of where business is is a force for good because you've you've made the profit and you've secured secured the goals that you were after and then you're able to sort of reap the rewards of giving back as well. Um and that's that's really valuable. But I mean there are also the product certifications like plastic free or um carbon neutral so that the Carbon Trust does a really good, again, incredibly thorough um, carbon evaluation of of your product and service. So that, I mean, that's interesting. So again, is that something that, you know, um, people can just kind of Google and have a look at those? But the, the Carbon Trust, do they, have they got calculators and things on their website that people can use as a... Yeah, so you've got, got calculators and um there was i can't remember the the name of it but there was a very good plastic calculator so you could map out over the year how much wastage you were creating and things like that um and all of that really helped because transparency is is really vital for sustainability it's it's something that i think is it it cannot be replicated really you need the accountability that is lacking at the moment in in so many of these targets businesses are are creating the sort of net zero by 2030 or by 2050 but unless shareholders and customers are willing to hold them to account 
why are they going to do it? Um, because employees, and I really, I do believe some lots of the time that employees are the ones driving the change. The investors get all the plaudits from the outside, but off, often there are the employees are the ones that matter to the companies, and they're the ones who are asking for change, and they can only do so much unless we're we're all willing to back them up. I guess well, that's that's really interesting how 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 it all works. So going back to um to to Leo's box, I guess what you you know as well as sort of delivering products, you've now become a, a platform in a way for um uh promoting sustainability so you know for your customers it's it's important but are you, are you doing things like um are you marketing uh, are you looking to grow your customer base what 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 are sort of some of the things that you're doing at the moment to kind of grow the business because what you're two are you two years old now as a yeah so we're two years old and uh we've recently got i recently uh got this amazing lady called Flora Beverly to come on board as my co-founder and that's that's been a real eye-opener for me because before it was just me after school sort of typing away sending emails to suppliers doing some marketing whereas now I've I've got someone who really helps helps me improve um as a as a founder but also uh, to sort of run Leo's box um so we've we've just started Instagram ads uh but we also know that something that matters to both of us is is our community. I think the role is 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 vital. We 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 it really matters that we are educating uh, our our followers on Instagram, our newsletter readers, because they might not sign up straight away, and who knows, they might not sign up at all. But I think it, if if we want to be the the sort of force for good that we're trying to achieve, that's what matters. So we produce. Sort of weekly infographics that explain what the sort of plastic rules mean. What 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 can they sort of do? Are they are they helpful? Can it be recycled? Can it not? What are the best certifications out there? Sort of what is greenwashing? All of those sort of tough questions that customers have asked us before, and we've reached out and we've sort of tried to, to ensure that we're educating. But also, it it means that we've got a quite trusting community and that really matters to us because our products are sort of we, we've poured our hearts into ensuring that we stock them and we've we've tested them we've trialed them we use them all the time and we use that trust from the customers to show that the products we stock are really the best possible ones it's 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 really i mean it's it's great to hear i mean i i think businesses developing kind of community around their their sort of services i think is 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 fantastic but i think then sort of helping on that education side is is critical i mean a little story from me is i um my wife saw um i, I think a video that chloe taylor who won the um next generation entrepreneur uh uh tiktok competition she saw a video of hers and about talking about vegan products and it made her go and have a look at all our kind of washing um products and she basically came away and said everything in the cupboard has got animal fats in and she was absolutely shocked and devastated and um 
you know, then she she went off and, you know, we're lucky because we locally we've got a company called Phil, who I think might be in your box. Um, we stock yeah. them. Yeah. So. Um, so and but I think it was really like for her, for my wife, it was just that moment where she sort of like the penny dropped for her. And it was, you know, the, 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 the is just a great example how businesses can help educate consumers but it's then what do you do once you've got that once you've got that education you know who do you kind of turn to so Mm. i mean because our community is i guess so many people so many brands talk about community and it's not about instagram following or anything like that it's about the engagement and things and so we recently went through a rebrand that was really interesting for us to do because it was something I'd, i'd wanted to do for ages because a mistake I learned at the when I when we first launched was not investing enough in the brand. We I spent sort of forty quid on a new, on a logo and thought it was great, so we <laughs> stuck with it rather than rather than doing something that mattered more. Um, and so we got our community to to vote on it. We put out four different logos and we just got asked people to vote. And ever since we got we got thousands of people voting, um, which was incredible. But and ever since we've been sort of asking us asking our community to say which products do you want us to stock next, we've got two choices of cleansers or sort of moisturizers. Which would you rather we go for? And it's been incredible to get the community involved because they're then able to sort of say, "I voted for that product. I'd I'd love to try it" or something like that. No, it's 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 really good. So you 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 mentioned sort of. Um... You haven't always got things right. Is there anything that, you know, over the last two years you kind of reflect on that you wish you'd known before you started or things that you just just think, you know, they, they were sort of such howlers that you wish <laughs> wish you hadn't done them? Just, um, you know, because I, I, I think it's really like I, for, for, for everybody who starts a business, I mean, there's lots of failures along the way, aren't there? And I think um, it's through, through learning through those that, you know, you kind of get stronger. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the best the best way to learn is to make mistakes, I think. Sometimes they're not too yeah, big, no, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but so, I mean, one thing's that when we first launched, actually, we were a subscription box. We were a bit like Gusto, Gusto and Mindful Chef. We We were sort of 30 quid a month and people sort of paid us paid us that and then we picked the products for them and that felt that was working we we got got a few few sort of good subscribers but it wasn't working enough for for me personally because it felt like it wasn't the best solution we wanted to ensure that people were picking the products themselves because they know what works for them I can't I sort of can't be able to say with absolute certainty Oh yeah, you you'll need some more bathroom cleaner or another moisturizer this month. Only you know that because you can look. Um, and so that was a big mistake that that I learned from, and that made us sort of change the business model, which was was tough to do. But I think in the day we doubled our mem- our sort of membership number from moving over from the subscription box to the members club, and that was that was incredible because it really showed straight away that was the right thing to do um i mean there are so many mistakes i think i'm sure you you've had the same thing you you make so many mistakes along the way and it's 
it's just really great to to look back, but you just don't have enough time to to say. No, I I know. I mean, I think it's sort of like um, I I think it's part of running a business is just sort of being in constant mistake mode. To be honest with you, it's kind of what you do with that, which is really really critical. Um, mm. You know, but I I I know for me that sort of some of the toughest things that I've had to face are also some of the things which have caused the biggest changes in a positive way for for the businesses that i run so you know it's interesting anyway listen um we're gonna have to wrap up now but thank you so much i mean honestly to to talk to someone who's been through that b corp process can i do you mind me asking are you still at school you or I just finished, so I finished uh, last yeah, this so, year. But you, you were at school whilst going through the B Corp process, were you? Yeah, so during the pandemic was when it was we were being certified. So that that is extraordinary in its own right. So, you know, thank you so much for chatting to us. There's been huge learnings from it. And, um, you know, good luck as you kind of push forward with Leo's Box going forward. Thank you so much for inviting me along. It was it was amazing to to get to chat and stuff. It was, I mean, it was just yeah, it was it was a lot of fun for me. Great, great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pep Talk today, powered by the Purposeful Project. If you found it interesting, please give us a review and follow us. In addition, you can sign up to our website and get loads more free entrepreneur knowledge, as well as get access to Pep Talk and the Purposeful Project podcast direct in your inbox every week.